0: Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed obsessed. (laughs) I got today actually the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe and I got the lace bra and the matching leggings and they are so comfortable and I would say that for the bra I have really big boobs and I just thought you know I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them. I don't feel secure and honestly I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive, so really, really recommend it.
1: Love it, and I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening, Fiona, because I love their collection. So if you use the code LoveBites20, it's applicable on full price items only. This can be used online and in store, so there's two stores in Dubai one On Alwassal Road and one at the beach. They also ship globally. If
0: you're buying from outside of Dubai, then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture. Which is brilliant news. Thank you so much, El Couture. The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you
1: switch this off.
0: This is a Podcast Now Production
1: i love that as well i feel like we're saving a generation from getting finger bashed in a field like (laughs) honestly honestly, we really are
0: (laughs) welcome to love bikes a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about like, Laura, have you ever been in the shower and you're washing your hair and then do you ever, like, sometimes feel that your hair's, like, fallen down and it's got caught in
1: your bum crack? Yes, of course, that's totally normal.
0: And you had to, like, pull it out?
1: It's like a big <laughs> fur ball, and you're like, oh my God, this is actually grazing my asshole. Yes, or... Yeah. Yeah, you're just walking throughout the day and you feel something in your knickers and you just pull out a massive clump of hair. Yeah, that, that's... Hair? <laughs> yes, that's totally normal. When, why? Well, I mean, gravity gravity would have it that your hair falls down and at times just nestled in your butt crack that's that's like the least offensive fact ever
0: i know it's quite tame for us isn't it also once again i went to the to the bumhole area when once again referencing my bum hole. I don't know why. I think it's because I've got it in my head. I think you're
1: obsessed with your arsehole. I
0: am obsessed with it. It's also, I think it's because I'm seeing the barber this week and he keeps talking about anal.
1: So my friend recently listened to the podcast with her cousin Mm. and her cousin would be a very um, good living, quite devout Muslim girl. And she said, you know, let's listen in. You know, you you know, Laura, I think you'll find it really upbeat and liberating. And she was like, Laura, I don't know why, but you literally mentioned anal. 15 times in the first five <laughs> seconds. Like, my cousin was traumatized, and I was like, Why did you let her listen to that one, for God's sake? It was probably you referring to incessantly bleaching your asshole. So, anyways, I think she enjoyed it beside the incessant reference to know but there you go.
0: We'll stop talking about anal in due course.
1: Yeah, I'm over it. And um, if you would like us to talk about anything at all, or there is anything that you would like us to discuss, or you just want to shoot the breeze with us, on any matter, anal or non-anal, you know where to find us. We are on Instagram. And our Instagram handle is lovebitespodcast underscore.
0: How are you? You're in Dubai. I can see you. have got a TikTok
1: yes So on. this yeah this oh yes I've got my El Couture on and I'm loving it by the way I Fiona I'm in Dubai so if anybody is listening and can hear some like construction noise or AC blasting in the background unfortunately there's nothing that you can do about that in Dubai I'm literally on the palm and there's just uh, an abundance of construction and traffic outside so I do apologize
0: the palm is just too much construction if I'm honest with you to two, Fiona, I
1: cannot believe I'm in Dubai and you're not here. Like, we should be recording this together. We're literally like passing ships at the minute. I
0: know. I'm so annoyed about that because we could have done a thing with our listeners. But anyway, it's fine. We will. Are you coming back through Dubai on your way back?
1: I am and I wasn't going to stay Because I've been away for the guts of a month I will have been away for the guts of the month And whilst my boyfriend is extremely understanding I feel like I'm being a massive piss taker However I have decided to stay for a week En route back from Australia Yeah, Do do you know what Fiona I've just loved being back I've only been in Dubai for a couple of days But I just feel like this is my place Mm. This is my home And I'm like oh god I feel like I would really just like my boyfriend to want to move to the Middle East but I know it's just not going to happen so I'm just trying to make a life plan that I feel like I've got the best of both worlds
0: yeah I know what you mean like I felt that when I moved when I moved back I felt like this is where I was meant to be and like I feel like even being back in London like as much as I love it like it's not like even today it's a little bit cold and I've got to go meet my friend later for dinner and i just I'm like oh i just want to stay inside in my warm house and just not go anywhere and i feel like that's very like uk whereas in dubai i'm like ah, oh, i'm eating healthy here i just want to eat bread
1: yeah and potatoes yeah. and here's the thing fiona i've been seeing that therapist recently and i didn't get a chance to speak with him before i came out to dubai because my schedule was hectic but He, you know, gently reminded me that people live incredibly full and abundant lives at home. And by home, I mean the UK and Ireland. Um, There are people that thrive and flourish at home, even if it's pissing down all day, every day. And a lot of that is to do with, you know, people's mindset and, you know, happiness is not the destination happiness is the way and I get that and I'm really trying to harness my love of home and not be a constant Dubai wanker that always refers back to my Dubai life because even I'm bored saying it and I understand that people must be bored hearing it especially my boyfriend who feels like I beat him with that stick all the time and I'm going to be honest I feel like I do and I'm being a little bit passive aggressive and I don't mean to be but I'm just kind of acting out like a toddler I think
0: I feel it must be double hard for you as well because I think that your work is centered around Dubai so it's not like you have a break whereas like for example a friend of ours Gemma she was a editor in Dubai and then she moved back to the UK and has been working like she does, she has like one or two clients like in Dubai and she does a shoot every now and again in the Middle East. But the majority of her work is based in London. So she's very much been able to like move back to London and have like a very fulfilled uh, UK life without needing to come back. And when she came back for my birthday um, in Dubai, she was very much like London is the, is the place where i meant to be. Whereas I think for you and I, I felt such a connection because my work was so based in... Dubai so I was like I couldn't let it yeah. go anyway <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that you're coming back though we'll, we'll work out dates because I think that if you are back and I'm there we must do a live again
1: oh I would love yeah. that tell me how have you been please? what's your crush? so I've been actually do you know
0: what I've been really great like I had a really low time last week and then obviously we had that amazing chat with Christiana and ever since then I've kind of been I had a really really big like self-care week last week and and I had a really wholesome amazing. weekend with my family Um, this weekend, like with my nephew and my parents and like I'm in London, I'm working and I just, I feel like I really needed that. And I think sometimes when in the face of things not going well, I think that where my problem has laid lane lane is that when I'm not feeling good about myself I fill it with then trying to get validation from men rather than being like what else in my life makes me happy which is things like taking care of myself spending time with my nephew like all the other things that can make you feel good replacing Mm -hmm. that with that so I think that Mm -hmm. that was a huge life lesson for me that when I'm feeling the worst I ever felt to not fill it with instant gratification, yeah, um yeah. but, yeah, and like I start it's a bit it's like it's I don't know if the timing's right, but like. I uh, obviously, I'm on this app, Raya. We haven't really spoken about it, actually,
1: Raya. No, I would love you to fill us in. You've kind of briefly filled me in. I don't think you've filled in our listeners. What's been happening with Raya, well, to summarise? Well, I haven't
0: obviously put anything on social media because I read that they will kick you off the app if you mention that you're on Raya. So obviously, like, on Oh this- my
1: God, it's like an exclusive club.
0: <laughs> so on this medium, it's fine. It's,
1: does, is it a bit like an, an exclusive wankers club?
0: yeah it totally oh my god it totally is yeah, yeah, yeah okay
1: yeah. fair let's just call call it as sp- the a spade a spade it's for wankers fair enough but I think very good looking eligible wankers
0: oh yeah like you could the caliber is apart from the catfish that I had last week like I the the caliber is just like a million times better like a
1: million times. okay better. so tell us about the catfish
0: okay so obviously like I touched on it I touched on it with uh Christiana so I think I yeah I briefly mentioned it the other week what rare is but for those of you had didn't listen to that episode rare is a dating app that is a bit like a soho house like it's a bit like a members, members club where you either have to have an extreme following um you have to be like a celebrity or like a basically just be like someone or you can get in through a referral like you have to know other people that are on the app and they have to refer you to be into it and not everyone who gets referred gets in like it's very it's like I think I don't know how it's done to be honest with you because one of the girls that listens to our podcast messaged me and was like oh I got in without um without any referrals she just applied so I think I don't know how I don't know how it's done but I don't know maybe I think she's got quite a big following so anyway um the whole point is that it's like an exclusive thing for like it quote-unquote elite people anyway so I'm on it and I have seen a few celebs not a huge amount though my friend um sophie is on it also that's how i got uh i got in because i just said did an application like ages ago never got in then sophie managed to get in so then she referred me and i got in straight away she's seen loads of celebs i've not seen too many so i've seen like a couple okay are
1: you are you able to are you able to say who
0: yeah i saw that guy who i'm super obsessed with he's called ben barnes he's like a he's an actor he's in uh what's he in He's in like Shadow and Bone. I don't know if you see that on Netflix. Anyway, I've seen like this one actor from Game of Thrones. I'm also really bad because I know who they are, but I can't remember their
1: names. <laughs> so um anyway, so then Oh, you said you said it was the guy from Game of Thrones yes. who um I think he's Welsh yeah. in real life. And he was the horrible, nefarious guy that treated his friends so badly. Was that? Yeah, the one? yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one that like tortured Lily Allen. He brother. was the
1: real... Evil, horrible. Yes, It's called like you in
0: something like that. Yes, but okay. You know though, Sorry, that's a
1: dog barking in swearing. the background. Um, that's another thing, just to add, add to the agenda.
0: That's okay, and um, but I do think that that might be quite an old profile because my friend said that he's married with a baby, so could also be an. Old oh profile. right. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway. Anyway. So then I meet this guy. I touched on it last week. Um. And he okay. This is also I put out a poll the other day because I knew I was going to talk about it. So I got catfished quite badly, and there I there are two types of catfishes, right? And I put this on our social, where there's the one catfish which is a totally different person. Like I've put up a picture of like Channing Tatum, but really I'm just like Mike, uh, you know from from down the road like i'm not any like it's just not the same person and i've like catfished you into it usually these people don't end up meeting the person it's usually just like a you know like they're just like chatting to you then
1: just like a tease yeah yeah.
0: exactly and then the second kind is where it is them but they've either used pictures from like 15 years ago or and they look totally different and it's basically just false advertising so what I had sure. with the catfish was false advertising, which I actually think for me, like a lot of people on the poll, I said false advertising or totally different person. A lot of people said totally different person was worse, but I actually, for me, think the false advertising is worse because- I mean, they're both pretty they're shit, both, right? Yeah, like they're, they're both- uh, We got a lot of messages being crap. like, yeah. yeah, both are pretty awful. I'm like, I know, but maybe for me, because I've never had the completely different person, but I've I've now experienced the catfish. I've been catfished, quite badly this was the worst one once I had when he just
1: used so pick- how, how did was it all <laughs> down to his physicality I mean I'm assuming it is because yeah. that's the nature of catfish but it was. how did he look so different was it like weight gain uh, yeah. or getting it was, older it or was,
0: it was weight gain and I hate to be that person but like I'm just gonna say what we're all thinking like it was it was weight gain but like to an extreme level and like yeah I okay. and like he should have known and he did, he did warn me, but he didn't send me a picture of him as himself like now. So he did say, Oh, I put on a bit of weight. And I was like, okay, yeah, no worries. Like who cares? Like God, we've all put on a bit of weight. But like, this was like an extreme level. And like, I think also because I'm a, I am too polite to be like, sorry, this is not working out for me. Yeah. I just continued with the date and, he made me, he kept making me feel, it was quite a like, actually quite a sinister situation. Now I think about it, he kept like, when I would, I said to him, listen, like, I'm not like, we're not going to do anything. Like, I don't want to like do anything. He was like, why is it because of the way I look? And obviously to say that to someone is quite manipulative. Cause obviously like, I didn't want to be like, yeah, do you know what it is actually? Because I'm not like that. I was like, no, no, no. Like, and you know, he kept saying it to me. And I was like, actually, that's quite a dickish thing to do. Because
1: like. Yeah, absolutely. You're
0: the one that's falsely advertised. If you're so insecure about it, Mm -hmm. put a real, put the real you up there. And you'd get people that genuinely are interested in you. And like, I don't want to be like a be shallow but there's being shallow and then there's also just like not getting what you ordered
1: no do you know what I I feel Fiona that I am completely with you here and it's been a bone of contention with a friend of mine um between a friend of mine and myself and she is a beautiful beautiful girl she has put on a I would say probably three dress sizes um she's gone up three dress sizes she is still a stunning girl and an array of men would fancy the pants off her however she is putting pictures up of herself as a maybe a size eight to ten and then she's showing up in the date and she's probably at this stage of size 16 maybe 18 and guys are instantly taken aback, and then she gets so upset because she's like i'm still the same person I'm still the same girl I'll lose the weight it's been a shitty two years and I'm like it has been a shitty two years, and it's perfectly okay for you to put on weight. you are a beautiful girl, but you have to own how you f- you look at the moment you need to update your profile pictures online so guys know what they're saying because It was actually the same girl. She went on a date with a guy and in one photo he had hair and then in real life he obviously had a receding hairline because shit happens as you get older. And she was so upset by that. And I just, people have to be honest with how they look. When you're on these apps, they are entirely physical platforms. They are platforms that are, circumnavigated around physicality it's okay if you've changed but you have to be honest about that so I fully agree with you Fiona if I went on a date with somebody and the first thing I thought was, oh my God, you are a fucking lying bastard. It would just ruin it for me. And people just have to be honest as much as possible. Because whether you've put on weight, whether you've got a receding hairline, whether you know, you've know you changed physically, there's always going to be somebody else out there that fancies you. It just, honesty is integral in, the, in that situation.
0: I completely agree. And I'm going to say something now, which I um i don't know if people will agree with this but i think that men on the side of things when with weight gain and situations like this have actually a worse end of the deal because i think that with women and it is it's worse or is i don't know what it is but i think that a lot of men like i'm gonna use the word plus size i hate using that expression but just for the sake of this discussion A lot of men enjoy a curvier woman and that's what they like. Like the barber, for example, has said to me on multiple occasions, he's got no interest in skinny girls, big thighs save lives. Like literally he's like, that's what he says. And like, there are a lot of men that enjoy a curvier woman. And, but I don't know Mm. how many women enjoy a curvier man. I don't think that that is actually, I've never heard anyone say I like a... I'm going to use the word curvy, but we all know what we're saying, what I'm saying. You know, it's just not really what women look for. unless And there's there's, there's two different things also. There's a big guy who's like a rugby player build who can be quite big. And, you know, that I feel like women respond to that because it looks manly and it looks like a kind of caveman-esque Neanderthal thing. But then there's also the look of putting on a lot of weight that looks slightly unhealthy where you're not meant to be that build. Like for example, your boyfriend is a rugby player. Even if he puts on weight, he doesn't look weird because he looks like he's built like that. Whereas this guy, you could tell he was not built for this body and there are two different things. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think that, and I feel bad because Unfortunately, that is just the world we live in. And I, it sounds shallow. It sounds awful. But also another thing for me, it's just not what I like. So he falsely advertised himself. You know, and and then made you me know feel what,
1: bad about it. we have both put on weight ourselves. Oh my um, God, 100%. You, know, you, you are, I have to say, you are looking fit as fuck at the moment. I am doing everything I can to... I'm, I'm not even trying to position it as as weight loss because it bores the life out of me, I really want to feel good in my own skin, I want to feel healthy, please God I'll start trying for a family soon enough and I want to just feel good, I just felt so down and so much of that was related to, to, to kind of the weight gain but you know I've been in a position you know over the last couple of years Fiona that i I put on two stone. Like I am well aware of how easy it is. However, if I was on a dating app, I would not be using pictures of me in my heyday a few years ago. Like I would I would have no choice but to be brutally honest about how I look, knowing that I might turn a few guys off because I'm not like a skinny girl. Equally, there's a lot of guys that might might be more attracted to me because I've got like a little more junk in the ass trunk. Yeah. You know?
0: Completely agree. Completely agree. But anyway, to wrap up, I am now talking to this guy and I'm really trying to like, I don't know if it's the right time for me to go on a date. I'm just, I've got, we're not going to obviously see each other for a while because we've actually been talking since I first got Rhea, but Obviously, a lot of stuff happened. We never met up. Then he he's gone away on holiday. I've come away on holiday. We're back at the same time, so it's another two weeks of not seeing each other. So I feel like by the time I get back, I'll be ready to the, to do something.
1: Are you going to be on Rhea in London while you're in London? I is have, it kind of a global? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's it, it shows you global. It shows you people from all around the world. Okay,
1: but is there anybody in Ireland? Is there anybody in Belfast or Northern Ireland on Rhea?
0: Not that I've seen so far. Okay. But it only shows a couple of people- Just keep an eye out. But this guy um, is very not really my type. I didn't I show, did I show you him? I showed you him. He looks like a Gossip Girl character. He's American and-
1: uh, Oh, I think he looks lovely. He looks very clean cut as a wee whistle and he looks like old money.
0: Yeah, he does. Anyway, he's he's a video called me a few times whilst I've been here, and I've actually quite enjoyed it. So anyway, so I'll I'm sure sh- I'm I'll keep you guys posted on that and see how that goes. But he's very much not the kind of person that I would usually go for, which I think is actually quite a good thing. So anyway, that is my update. Laura, have we got a letter today? Shout out to our amazing sponsors, Elle Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand. They have just launched the cutest collection the El Mini. If you want to twin with your little one, they've also got matching revive loungewear. So Laura, I bought this for my nephew and it is so cute. It is unbelievable. So basically it's a loungewear set. They've got it in sage, white and black and oatmeal color very cute. It is so cute. It's a little pair of loungewear shorts and like a sweatshirt. They're from ages two to Mm -hmm. 12. My nephew is quite a stocky little thing and I got him ages two and it fit him perfectly. He looked so, so cute in it. And I bought my sister the matching sage shorts and top. So, so cute, really comfortable. Also really, really soft on the inside as well. I was a bit worried because it was a bit cold the day he wore it, but he was so warm. So I think really great one if you're living in the UK.
1: Perfect, and if you are going to buy, make sure that you use your code, lovebites20 for 20% off. You can avail of that in store in Dubai and also if you order online. If you're buying from outside of Dubai, then you get free express global shipping with all taxes covered by El Couture. And also if you're buying in Dubai, you can avail of a four hour express delivery.
0: Thank you so much to our sponsors,
1: Kachor. We do indeed. We do indeed. And I'm going to read it for you, Fiona Wishart. Okay, here we go. Hi girls, I would really appreciate your help. I have been toying with the idea of cheating on my boyfriend for months now. I feel that we have drifted apart. The sex hasn't been great, nor has the communication. A guy at work has taken an interest in me, and I have to be honest, I am loving it, and I have seriously considered taking it to the next level. I never thought I'd be that person, yet here we are.
0: Oh, that's... That's...
1: I think we need a little bit of real talk, right? Before we continue, Fiona, have you been cheated on, and have you ever cheated on a boyfriend?
0: Yes and yes, yes and yes. Okay. By the same, yeah. By the same In the same relationship? In the same relationship. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Right.
0: I, my first boyfriend, uh, we were together for seven years. This is the one for OG Love Bites listeners. This is the one that wrote that ridiculous letter. Um, we, I cheated on him. And then I think it was a revenge cheat back. Um, so yes. it didn't really bother me, but I definitely cheated on him quite a few times. And there was reasons for that, which was, I actually, by the the first kind of two years of our relationship were amazing. And then we just were together just where we shouldn't have been. And I wasn't, and yeah. I was at university and I was getting male attention, very similar to this girl. And I wanted to explore mm-hmm. that. And I didn't care that I was in a relationship.
1: Yeah. Well we actually did a poll recently and we asked our listeners have you ever been cheated on and 71% said they had been cheated on and 29% said they had not been cheated on at least not to their knowledge. We also asked have you ever cheated and 32% said yes they had cheated and 68% said no, they had not cheated. So I fall into the yes category in both. Um, I have definitely been cheated on in my first relationship by that fucking horrendous guy that I dated who was so much older than me. So much so that, like, so many people used to tell me, Laura. Like he was a doorman Like how fucking cliche Is that But he was a doorman But I was 17 And he was the most beautiful man I'd ever seen So handsome So charming Probably a low key pedo But whatever (laughs) We'll like skim over that issue Um but I had multiple people tell me, Laura, like he cheats on you left, right, and center. Like down at his, he used to work be the door. If anybody's listening in Northern Ireland and they're my age, this um, bar was called the Elephant Rooms. It used to be Paradise Lost, and he's a good-looking boy. So like all the girls would have taken an interest. And why did women have such an interest in Dorman Dorman back in the day? I never know, but they've, I was one got of a them.
0: They power, you know.
1: Yeah, a little doorman slag with his like little suit jacket on. Actually give me the book right now. But he um cheated on me incessantly and then he broke up with me and I'm pretty sure his girlfriend had like a child like a couple of months later. Um I was so oblivious to it because I was so young and naive. I couldn't understand why somebody would lie like that. I could, I just couldn't wrap my head around why would you cheat? You know, why would you lie? Again, I've learned from that. Um, And then potentially my last relationship, I would say there was a bit of low key cheating, like a bit of an overlap situation. I have also cheated. I haven't cheated in a relationship that I've been happy in and I never thought I would be the person to justify cheating because cheating is shit on so many levels but until I was in a position where my needs were not being met the relationship cup was literally running dry and I cheated because I did not feel seen I did not feel heard I felt lonely in my relationship and I did cheat I think and I'm not proud of that but there's just a myriad of reasons as to why people cheat and we also did a an Instagram poll asking people if they cheated why and overwhelmingly people said that they did not feel seen and heard in their relationship their needs were not being met and they felt alive and exhilarated by this other person, and I don't think for any moment anybody is justifying why they cheated. They're just being very honest, as I am as to why I did that. But it's not great, and the relate you know the advice that I I would give to this girl is, she really needs to sit down and have a very honest conversation with herself and her partner as to why she is considering straying because esther perel who we're obsessed with um fiona let's definitely link this um that amazing net or not netflix what the hell ted talk about infidelity
0: yeah it's brilliant
1: and she yeah she talks ad nauseum about something being missing people generally for the most part do not cheat in happy relationships people cheat because there is something missing and for the woman that's quite often an emotional connection for the man it's a sexual connection so this girl really needs to sit down with herself and her thoughts and her partner to ascertain why she is even considering cheating in the first place because quite often people cheat when what they should really do is end the relationship but I know I was guilty of this and I'll hold my hands up I wasn't ready to end the relationship firstly I was fearful of ending the relationship because you always think better the devil you know and part of me wanted to have the door open just enough that I could keep this relationship going even though I was certainly unhappy but i also wanted to like have my needs met by another person i.e feeling alive and desired and wanted by somebody other than my partner i clearly didn't feel those things from
0: yeah completely and i think it's one again kind of like what i said earlier like with cheating Uh, at the start which is very much where this girl is at the moment where it's a consideration it's not like a full-on relationship that you're having it's an instant gratification you're searching for your hit you're searching for your high and anything that's going to give you instant gratification like we always say is probably not good for you I think where people have where I can never understand fully, but also can appreciate is when people have long affairs uh, yeah. um you know long affairs where they're having relationships outside of marriage for long periods of time, equally, there are other circumstances that have to be considered. What if there are children involved in this? what if there are this that, and the other assets, money, economical things? that tie you to that person and i think that esther perel also talks about this about you know what if you're cheating or having an affair but your wife is someone that stayed with you during lockdown and looked after your sick mother the whole time or they're still doing that now there are so many like factors that have to be considered for the cheater quote unquote cheater. So I feel like it's one of those things where like, we can't be hating on cheaters because there is a problem. And we can't just say, kind of like with abusive relationships, we can't just turn around and be like, oh my God, why did you not let us leave then? Because there are so many factors. Like obviously this girl hasn't really given you much detail as to why. she's wanting that she's kind of kept it quite vague but I would say completely agree with you which you have to really sit and have a think to yourself like it can't just be that you're not getting enough sex because us as yeah, women we're it, not it's, wired like it's that it's
1: such no we're not and in my kind of relationship that I did cheat on there was a huge sexual gap like we hadn't had sex in a long time, and I was dying for it, and he, through different maybe issues, was not into it. Um, But it wasn't just the sex, it was the intimacy, it was the closeness. And again, I really appreciate that I sound like I'm trying to justify this, but I was so lonely in that relationship, but I still love that person. Um, according to your recent poll, Fiona, Men and women actually cheat at roughly the same rate, which I'm quite surprised at. Um, According to this poll anyways, 20% of men admit to having an affair compared to 19% of women. Um, and apparently women are having affairs at a massively increasing rate. And I'm not hugely surprised about that. For so long, women were, you know oppressed women didn't really have the option Re- exactly and um, they didn't even think it was an option to be sexu- sexually gratified especially outside the sanctity of a relationship and I think women are becoming increasingly woke and they are basically going and having their needs met elsewhere if they're not having it done in their relationship Um. so I'm really I'm really not surprised at that again according to this research the percentage of married women have women having affairs rose almost 40% from 1990 to 2022 reaching yes um 15 to 20%. I does that surprise you?
0: No, I don't get I'm not surprised because also I listened to a podcast ages ago and I think I mentioned it on this podcast um about about um why powerful men cheat. And a lot of it has to do with um, when they're in their jobs and they're feeling powerful and needed and wanted and then they come home and everything's very like changing nappies and whatever. They don't feel like they're being seen and heard so they go find it elsewhere. And that's why it's usually subordinates like, it's so cliche, like a PA or whatever. Whereas I think that now because women are slowly, slowly are becoming on equal footing with men, with powerful jobs and with that, I think that we're much more empowered to be able to feel like one we can. And also because I think it works vice versa as well. Women feel they're at work, they're in senior level jobs, and then they're having to come home and maybe they're not feeling seen and heard at home like they are in their office, whether or not they're then shagging their you know their staff members is a different thing i don't think women would do that because we're slightly more clever i feel like we wouldn't shit where we okay. ate but um it doesn't it doesn't surprise me at all. We're becoming way more empowered no, sexually. I think that sexual empowerment is such a huge thing. I also think that I'd be interested to see the stat further. I don't know if they showed it to the age that women are now cheating, which I do believe is probably around our age because I also listened to this podcast with Matthew Hussey where they talked about the kind of Gen Z, gen x generation and that generation is extremely what they're calling prudish and almost victorian about sexual promiscuity because they've obviously grown up so much more aware of sexual abuse of you know consent and all that sort of thing so the rate at which uh children are losing their virginity is now much higher. They're not losing their virginity oh, until much later in life. Whereas, you know, I lost it quite young. You lost it at the very normal age, you know, still in your teens, whereas they're not losing it till much later on because they don't feel the pressure of getting into a long-term relationship. Whereas for us, we lost it early because we thought we'd be married with kids at the age of 25. Whereas they are oh seeing um, are seeing a difference in when, They're getting married, they're seeing it as late 30s to 40s and having kids in their 40s, which is so interesting. I literally was like, my mind And do you know what?
1: I love that as well. I feel like we're saving a generation from getting finger bashed in a field. Like... (laughs) Honestly we really are <laughs> I, I was at a, an event recently With um, Joanna McNally Who is one half of my Ultimate podcast crush Which is um, my therapist ghosted me Oh yeah And she was talking about like a rite of passage So you know your parents would say God you mustn't settle down and get married early You know because it's like you need to go out And like build your character And she was like what the hell is character building Literally getting fingered as a teenager and getting sick of Blue WKD. Like, what the hell even is that? And I think it was so damaging for a lot of us as teenagers. Whilst we had a lot of fun, actually there was some really poor decisions made. So if the younger people of today are slightly more prudish and are taking a bit more of a assertive stance on their own um you know, virginity and stuff, I think fur freaking play to them. Um, but I still do love a bit of dry riding, and that's fine, but getting finger bashed in the field is a different story.
0: And I think that what we had to grow up as a generation was that, you know, if I think also why this thing about consent is so, um is kind of drummed into the younger generation. For us, you know, like the reason why we got finger banged and didn't enjoy it, but did it anyway, was because if we didn't do it, we didn't want to be seen as quote unquote frigid, right? And whereas now I think the tables are turned and it's seen as if you aren't, if you don't care for the environment, if you are sexually promiscuous or like, if you say no, it makes you cooler. Whereas I think that obviously yeah. for us, it was totally different. And I think that's so, it's yeah. so interesting because I wonder, you know, how, I was talking to my boss about it cause she's got two teenage kids and she was like, you wouldn't believe the wokeness of these kids. They're so woke, yeah. they're so like, you know, won't even wear a tampon cause it's bad for the environment kind of thing. Whereas for us, like our lives are so what what was seen as cool whereas i think this also goes back to the cheating thing i think that the younger generation will one have a much more open line of communication with their partners because they've been taught that from a younger age with so much media to consume i also think that they will be softer on cheaters because they'll be have more of an understanding whereas us it's because we don't know how to communicate with our partners because we weren't taught it
1: Well, we're getting there and I really do hope that Love Bites is helping. (laughs) And I thought that this was a pretty interesting stat, Fiona, because we also have to be cognizant of the fact that people are born cheaters and people are circumstantial cheaters. So I was having a conversation with my friend just before we went online and I asked her, had she cheated? And she said yes once, but again, entirely circumstantial. And then you'll find dirty dicks out there, both male and female, that just will probably always cheat. So in this poll where one in five people admitted to cheating, 49% cheated more than once, 22% cheated more than three times, and 8% cheated more than five times. So that suggests to me that eight percent of the population are little dirty dick cheaters who are always going to cheat no matter what. Maybe they always feel like there's something better out there. They feel that you know, I don't know. Maybe their needs are never going to be met in a monogamous well, just... monogamous relationship. But well, you know, you know, Fiona. There's people out there that there's guys out there, and I don't want to be generalist like women too that are always going to feel that there's something better out there hence the incessant need to cheat on a partner
0: i also think that some people just want uh, just some i also think that people who are like that um have insecurity issues so we're constantly needing to be loved or like made to feel like they're
1: validated validated. or exactly a hundred percent so so i think whilst a lot of a lot of cheating can be circumstantial um you do have to keep your eye out for the people that will probably as a result of either insecurity issues or self-esteem issues or just loving a bit of promiscuity or sex chances are they're always going to have that thread that runs through them and therein a leopard very rarely changes its cheating spots. Mm. We also asked our listeners Fee which I was so intrigued by the responses about what constitutes cheating. So what in your mind what would constitute a cheater?
0: For me it's about the physical act so any kind of act like a if they're texting someone else in a suggestive manner or if they're physically doing the act that for me is cheating
1: right so there were an array like a tsunami of responses from our listeners and they ranged from things like Anything to do with dishonesty, anything that you wouldn't say to your partner's face, texting, sexting, shagging, kissing. But I was actually quite surprised how many people actually started the, the cheating Richter scale, Richter scale, so to speak, at just communication. And it suggested to me that people consider cheating to be anything. That goes behind your person's back Anything that you have to lie To your person about Is actually The starting point Of a cheating Relationship And I I would tend to agree With those people because I've been in a relationship Before that I'm not sure if the, the Person actually physically cheated By means of kissing or shagging Or whatever But I do feel and I felt for a long time in our relationship that there was conversations being had behind my back with an ex-girlfriend actually and i always felt that that person on some level was in my relationship and of course whenever i brought it up it was like you're fucking crazy oh my god like gaslighting central and actually when we broke up they got together really quickly by means of overlap so i was freaking right the whole time and i knew that i was and if you are having conversations behind your boyfriend or your girlfriend's back and you have to keep it from that person that i would argue that that is that is cheating
0: yeah i think also women have a great instinct for this sort of thing
1: um, oh my god we have such a strong gut instinct and so often we choose to disregard it especially when your your person is like oh my god no way how could you ever think that you're fucking crazy you're paranoid and then boom like 3 days yeah. later after you break up like they're on a holiday together no you weren't fucking crazy laura you were 100% on the fucking ball and you ignored your intuition and look what happened
0: completely now laura just to finish i would like to say something today tell me is love bites one year anniversary as in when this podcast comes Uh out it will be one year (laughs) since me and you recorded our first ever love bites isn't that wild
1: what a flipping roller coaster of a year. Fiona, do you remember the first time I did the podcast? Well, firstly, I didn't want to do it because I was like, absolutely not. I'm basically going to get kicked out of Ireland. Everybody's going to find out about the podcast. I'm going to be disowned by all of my very pious family and friends. And it's going to be terrible. And I did the first podcast with you. And remember how drunk I was? I drank I was a so full drunk. bottle of wine in the first podcast.
0: I was so drunk and obviously oh like, God. you were, were you, we did it like in the middle of the day. And yeah. then we had, I had those like weird cocktail things and I had to like go for a walk to sober up because I needed to work. And do you know what's so funny also? Like JJ sometimes sends us the podcast and he's he, he's done it. Um, We've now changed when we record. We record much closer to the time where he edits it. So he doesn't really need to send it. But before, because of timings, we used to record it like on the Thursday, it would come out the next week. I would listen to it over and over and over again. Now I don't really listen to it now. Cause obviously we, I sometimes re-listen to the episodes but I don't really listen to them anymore cause I'm so used to it. Do you ever re- re-listen or have you stopped doing that?
1: Do you know what? I have listened on quite a few occasions and I kind of dissociate from it. I kind of listen to it as a regular listener and I find myself smiling and I find myself feeling genuinely warm and fuzzy inside because I'm like, I really like those girls. I really like Lauren Fee and I really like what they stand for and they seem like great girls. Then I'm like, oh my God, it's it's us. us. And then there's definitely (laughs) been occasions that I listen back and I'm like, oh my God, i am the most cringe person in the world i hate my accent i get all confused with my words and my grammar and i make loads of mistakes and i stumble but ultimately fiona i think that people resonate with us because we are not primed and polished professionals we are too normal as fuck girls with our own struggles like trying to do the best we bloody can and i'd like to think that we are so painfully honest like i've told people about my anal skin tag and my fucking kipper like what more do you want from me <laughs> and i think people just i think people appreciate that and it has been such a friggin' journey and without sounding corny we have created a phenomenal community of brilliant men and women who are open-minded who are non-judgmental and you're who, who just here to support each other on this fucking crazy life journey. And you know, I love you I love incessantly. You. But it is just th- this has been so cathartic for both of us. Um, I never thought I would be on the podcast telling people the things that I tell them. I never thought I would be on there crying, fucking sobbing from my soul for whatever myriad of reasons. And I think you feel the same. Like it's definitely oh been a God. hugely therapeutic. Um platform for us and we are so appreciative of everybody who takes the time to listen to message us to support us with the review and to write a letter to come to our events you know truly from the bottom of our hearts we absolutely appreciate every single person that takes the time to engage with us
0: and laura tell me what has been your favorite episode this year you'll like if you had to pick an absolute Favorite episode to record to listen to, whatever it was.
1: Oh my God, Fiona! I think for me, it's always been where you got no. totally pissed when you were in Greece. <laughs> I think that's so many people's favorite. To be honest, like I think, I think it actually alerted me to the fact. That how genuinely kind of off the cuff this whole thing has been. Like I could not even understand what you were saying to me. <laughs> you were so friggin pissed and like off it. And I was like, we actually can't play this podcast. Like nobody is going to even understand her. I it was disjointed, and actually it turned out to be one of our most successful episodes because you were just doing what every other girl does, and we just like put it online and floated the idea, and it was so well received. So. I loved that. And I just loved how pissed you were and how funny you were and how open you were. And yeah, that that was probably one of my favorites. It's
0: definitely one of my favorites. I'm just like that That podcast is basically a showcase of every drunk girl in a club loo. But the, the problem was that I basically, we just recorded it. It's like, have you ever met someone in a club loo and they've become your best friend and they've given you advice about your shit yeah. boyfriend? Well, that was me. But we just recorded the episode. (laughs) I think, you know, I think my favorite to this day, as much as I love that Grease thing, but I think also for me, I love it less because I was in such a shame hole until we put the episode out. And then everyone loved it. I was like, okay, fine, I got over it. Cause I was so worried. I like had just like disappointed that girl who wrote in, but I messaged her and I was like, I'm sorry. And she's like, no, it's fine. Actually you made Laura, luckily made the sense out of it. But my episode has to be (laughs) the Silver Fox still for me was my favorite episode to record. And um, yeah, listen back to Obviously I have multiple fav- Actually no That and also for me Was how to make your vagina taste good Because I have never laughed so much At Laura's impression of a tampon Falling out of her And about Minge. Like literally
1: oh, Why like I tell people that What the fuck
0: <laughs> um, Peppered mackerel fanny like, Do I you know what
1: stop. Fiona, next year uh, I mean next year, I mean like next season, let's definitely get Lisa on again, because she was by far one of our most popular guests we had, and like a flurry of messages about Lisa and how much sense she made I feel like she's kind of been pivotal to the whole love bites journey because we learned so much from her and then we essentially essentially decant what she's taught us and kind of um, repurpose it for here but I loved having Lisa on and I would love to have her again and we've got so many brilliant guests in the pipeline as well So we have so much to bring to you and we just appreciate you sticking around for the journey. One year, it's been fantastic.
0: It's been unbelievable. And I just want to say again, also, thank you so much to every single person who has tuned in, who has listened, who has sent us messages like Laura said, and obviously a massive, massive shout out to JJ Thompson, our producer, and Paul from Podcast Now Global. You guys are the best ever the fact that JJ has to listen to me talk about my asshole every single week and doesn't complain oh, no. is just the best and we would not have been Such able to do Thank anything you. without them because he edits this whole thing I wouldn't have a fucking clue what to do so he really is the reason why we we wouldn't we're have here. a
1: fucking clue we would literally be recording into a brick and hoping for the best JJ is a fucking legend and we appreciate JJ and Paul incessantly and we love you and I love you I love Yay! See you in a wish heart. See you later. See you later.